Welcome to the Limitless Health Podcast. We are your hosts. I am Tracy Hill. And I'm Jessica Midkiff, doctors of physical therapy and certified master neuro coaches. We have the unique system that puts an end to the start-stop cycle of your health by blending body and brain science to create sustainable, simple success in your body. Our goal is to help you put an end to the frustration and overwhelm in your health with a brain-based system that will transform your body and overall health one thought at a time. Here we go. Hey guys, welcome back to your Limitless Health Podcast. This is Jessica and Tracy talking today about this New Year's resolution stuff. It is December 29th. We are looking at 2022 coming here just around the corner. And it is habit for many of us, customary, tradition, whatever you might say, for us to be thinking about a new year and some resolutions that we want to create in making some kind of change. And so today we are talking about, does your resolution matter enough to stick? Yeah. What do you and think, you know Chris? what? Uh, I think, okay. First of all, I can't believe it's going to be 2022. Um, and I think looking back on the past, you know, pretty much two years now, it was 22, 20, sorry, 2020 was just, it was a crap show. And it was, how are we going to survive? And then we headed into 2021 of hoping, really, really hoping it's got to get better, right? It's got to, like this anticipation of something more. And the truth is, it was really just an extension. And so here we are now, like this year that we really thought was going to be better. And it's pretty much over. And we're thinking, what the heck? And you might have a lot of swirling emotions in your head right now of, do I even bother to okay, I got to really bust it. Like I'm tired of this whirlwind. I've got to get motivated, get hustle, write my resolutions. And they're going to stick this time. I really want them to stick this time. And don't you think like, that's kind of a vibe of what a lot of people are thinking right now, Jess, because let's be honest, it's been heavy a lot. And so do you want to head into 2022, 2022? Wow. That sounds weird. Yeah. Of, of, okay, I really, I really hope it's, it's better. I really, 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 but I don't really believe it, but I really want to believe it. Like, where are you right now of how are you going to make this shift? Whether the world changes or not, how are you going to make the shift for you? And like Jess said, does it matter enough to get it stick? to get it to stick. And so that's where we are right now, just a couple days before the new year's, before the resolutions start popping out. And so let's dig into this um, first part of this series that we're going to talk about of why resolutions don't last because 80%, 80% of new year's resolutions fail. That is crazy. I know. So what you're saying is that we're a bunch of failures. Well, that is 100% what our brain wants us to think. And that's exactly why we're here talking about this is because yes, our brains think that we are failures. 
And so that failure pattern is really deep down inside saying to you, as you're writing that beautiful resolution of, yeah, right. I've seen this before. You've said this before. It never sticks. So why bother? Because you're a failure. Those are the stories that keep running through your head that hold you back. No matter how much as you write that resolution, you really want it and you really want to believe it deep down inside, you're not connecting to it. And so let's dig into that. What's not connecting? Why isn't this sticking? Well, just talking about the whole evidence um, for our brains, right? The story that our, our brain Uh, will tell us, let's just think about these last two years, right? COVID and how it, it, I mean, all of the influences, how COVID changed our lives dramatically, how we worked, how our children went to school, um, how we were able to do our exercise, how we were able to shop, how we were were able to interact um, with our families, uh, how we were able to do weddings and funerals and like all the things of life. And yes, 2021 wasn't as that cuckoo crazy, but then it was the aftermath of trying to live in a, in a world where everything was just kind of unfamiliar and we don't, you don't really know how to navigate it. There were no straight answers. So talking about evidence for our brains in looking at these past two years and not having hope about oh, losing that weight, that, that extra 42 pounds, that is the average weight gain for 39% of the people in COVID, that that's how much weight they put on. And if it's wow. not 42, it's something because in the clinic, I'm hearing almost every new evaluation that I see talk about weight gain during COVID. So Mm -hmm. more evidence for your brain, like, oh, well, this happened. And so, you know, I put on weight. Do you really believe that you can lose the weight? How about one in three people are suffering from sleep disorders because of fear and anxiety? Well, holy cow, can you say COVID was extreme reason to have fear and anxiety? And, And honestly, still, you know, these, these unknowns, do you wear a mask? Don't you wear a mask? Should you get vaccinated? Shouldn't you get vaccinated? There's just so much evidence for our brains to possibly not really believe in some freaking resolution that sounds good. Well, it's time to do it. I'm, I'm ready to make a change, but is it enough? Does it matter enough to you to make it stick? Because your brain has got some serious evidence now over yeah. these past two years. Yeah. And while, you know, we're hoping for this better year, better life, better health, if we're still trapped in that pattern of the old thinking that got us where we are, then it's, you know, it's pretty obvious that just throwing a new program, a new resolution on top of that faulty program, it's not going to stick because what got us here is some faulty thinking, some misbeliefs. And if we want this to stick, we've got to change something. And so I think that's where it brings us to our first reason why resolutions don't stick is that we don't have enough, uh, big enough why, this deep emotional connection. And Jess, you talked about, you know, this 42, what was it? 42 pounds on average that people have gained. 
maybe that's you. Maybe you're saying, I'm going to drop that 42 pounds, that 20 pounds. And you know, yeah, you'll probably feel better when you do, but will it stay off? And is that, is that weight loss really the thing that you need? And how many people have lost the weight only to still feel unsatisfied in their bodies, still feel like it's not good enough and not really enjoy the process. And so they just go back to the old program, the old pattern, because it's simple, it's easy, it's automated and the weight comes back. And so that's what we want to talk about is this, like, let's connect it and make a big, deep emotional, visceral response that no matter what, you're going to keep it going. Yeah. And I would say Tracy and I have seen in our, our coaching and it, even as we, we were personally going through the neuro coaching certification, it is easy for us to stay in logical brain space. We can rationalize, we can connect the dots. It makes sense. So when it comes to your health, you know, yep, I got a, a few extra LBSs. I've got some extra inches. Uh, my my blood sugar it, it, A1C is a little high. Like these are all factual things that we can get our brains around and and rationalize and understand, and then that can connect us to making the decision to make a change. Like, oh well, I need to I need to watch what I eat so that it controls my blood sugar or so that I can lose that weight, all of those things. The problem with that, the limitation to that, I guess, it's easier for us to stay in our logical brain space. However, our behavior is not only driven by our logical brain space, our behavior is driven by our emotional brain space as well. And those two combine to make our behavior more automated. And so if we're trying to undo our health or change our health, and we're thinking of all the logical reasons why, why we're going to do it, and then the things that we can do, this plan, program, product, whatever it is, right? It makes logical sense. We're going to put this in place, and now we're going to behave. But if we don't take a hard look at the emotional component behind the reasons why you want to lose that weight or eat differently or exercise more, we're end up, we're going to end up falling short. Our behavior is going to change it. Our behavior won't follow through and therefore our resolution won't be met. Yeah. Or it follows through, but for a while. And the reason that you can stay consistent for a while is because we're really good. Like just said, we're really good at that logical and we're really good about the willpower or restricting, but what happens, you know, come the end of January, come February, that first event that you go to that has the food, the first party, um, the first time that you have some major life turmoil or stress next year, what happens then? Is it going to totally derail you and head you back to your regular patterns Or are you going to have that deep connection, that deep alignment? Because if we're not aligned to our, our health program, then it's not going to stick when that messy life comes. 
because losing the weights and fitting into your skinny jeans is great. But when that stress comes in and those taco, the taco Tuesday and the wine bar is there, your brain is telling you "Mm, it's easier and it's more fun on this side. I can't, I can't do this. I can't stay consistent. And so that's where it leads us back in this constant hamster wheel of the resolution, the failure on and on and on through the rest of the year so that we come back to the end of the year again and think, shoot, you blew it again. And that is not what we want from you, for you, because we know that you don't want that for yourself. We know that you want to put a stop to that. And you're sick of that hamster wheel. You're sick of health being so freaking complicated and so hard. So what's, what else is holding us back from that commitment to ourselves? Right. The word uh, you, the whole, when you say commitment to self, the, I looked up the definition of resolution and it is a firm decision to do or not to do something. And I like that whole firm decision. And what we've already said is that a firm decision based only on logic, right, is not going to ultimately get us our resolution in the long term. And so we speak to this piece of, well, what does this emotional connection really mean? You understand the logic, but what is emotionally committing to ourselves? You can logically, logically commit to yourself really easily, right? But the emotional piece to that, how do you emotionally connect? And so what we do with our clients is we ask them, why does your, you know, what is it that you want to change about your health? And then why does it matter to you? And not just, oh, because I want to look better in skinny jeans or I just, you know, want to fit into my, my clothes better. Those are, that's a first layer, right? But then continuing to deep, to dig a little bit deeper, emotionally connecting to you and your why. Mm -hmm. So when you fit into those clothes, how does that make you feel? What does that give you the ability to do? And keeping digging and digging and digging. Tracy, what are the other questions that we end up asking on that, that, well, I think every, every why we call this the power of the seven whys, but it could be seven. It could be 20. It just depends on how deep we can go. Um, but just like you said, okay, I want to lose the weight. Why? Well, because it, it makes me feel good. Why does that matter? Well, when I feel good, I am more confident. Why does that matter? Well, when I'm more confident, I'm less irritable. Why does that matter? When I am less irritable, I'm a better mom, a better spouse, a better friend. Why does that matter? Well, I don't want my kids to resent me or hate me when I'm older, when they're older. And so it's these layers that peel back. And it's been so amazing watching people. And this was such a limitation that we had in the clinic of we didn't get to dig into the people's why of, you know, why are you here? Well, my doctor told me to be here. I just don't want to hurt. But if there's not that deep connection to really put in this place of, well, 
I don't want to go down the path that I watched my my mom, my dad, somebody in your family, maybe you have this emotional connection. And you know, we see so many uh, sometimes traumatic, sometimes very emotional stories behind this of I don't want to be that person. I want to I want to be better for my kids than I had it. I want to make my marriage work. And when I'm feeling good and when I'm showing up as a better woman, I can do that. All of these things, these have a deep emotional tie. And so now when you're making those decisions, it's it's less about the willpower and the restriction of, oh, I have to do this. I shouldn't, mm-hmm. I shouldn't eat this. I have to do it this way. It's a, well, hang on. Let me, let me think about this decision and, and what do I want to be? Who do I want to be? How do I want to feel? And how does that connect? Just today, we had a massive win with one of our clients who we, we brought up a lot of emotional things for her that she was realizing where some of these anchors that have kept her stuck in her health for years. And immediately after our, our call with her, she responded to us saying, usually my emotional go-to is sugar. I have this sugar addiction and I got off my call with you and I was emotionally drained, but I didn't even want the sugar. And that right there was such a huge win because she is starting to recognize this layer of, hang on, it's not about the sugar. It's not about the sugar addiction. It's about something deeper that I'm trying to feed. And I'm masking it. I'm calling it my sugar addiction, and I'm and letting my sugar addiction drive who I am, how I want to feel, how I want to look, who I want to be. And I think that's the difference: is drawing that emotional connection of I'm going to take this moment and I'm going to pause and think about: Is this in alignment with me? How many times do we have you joined? Join the, the program, the gym, the thing with those New Year's resolutions, hoping and saying, this is going to work. This time it's going to work. But whoever's coaching it, teaching it, they don't align with you. Maybe they're, they're at a totally different ability than you. They don't understand the stresses that you have in life, the past injuries that you have in life, um, the time crunches that you have. And they're not going to align. And if it's just this checklist of all the things that you have to do to stay healthy, to get your resolution to stick, it's really going to take a lot of willpower to get it to stick when life gets kind of complicated because it'll get complicated in the new year. At some yeah, point, it could be absolutely. the first week. It could be a couple months in. But if you have to drive yourself on the willpower, it's going to be really hard to make that connection. And if it's, if that new year's resolution is completely dependent on what I have to do and don't do, and I have to just meet these parameters, it's going to feel hard and heavy and like a chore. And that's what we want to shift away from is instead of making health like a chore of another to-do list of your busy schedule, How do we infiltrate it into just, this is part of your life. This is part of who you are and what you've committed to. But without that, that deep connection, that big why, it's going to continue to spin and feel really overwhelming and 
quite frankly, daunting and impossible. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I'm thinking about our coaching call earlier today with that client and just seeing the, the huge example of she logically knew what she was doing and how she was holding herself back in her health. And she'd tried before, done all the right things, done it for a period of time, even found success, but then would end up going back to the way that she had been living. Right. And what we are helping walk her through is taking that and understanding that there is an emotional piece to caring for herself. And ladies, we know that it's, it's, we are taking care of a lot, especially moms, right? We are taking care of all the things. If it's more of a traditional household, you're taking care of getting the groceries and fixing the meals. And, you know, and obviously the bulk of managing your kids, waking them up in the morning, getting them ready for school, fixing their lunches, like all the things. And so we can easily get caught up in, I've got all these things to do. I'm taking care of everybody else. And then it's easy for us to put ourselves on the back burner. That emotional connection is sometimes feels uncomfortable. Well, why would we want to feel better in our body? Why would we want to lose weight? What does that mean about us if we have different health? What does that enable us to do, right? And well, we got ourselves in this position or something happened and and we don't have the health that we want. And so we don't feel happy about that. And it's really challenging to go after that emotional component of what's lying behind that. And so we can easily distract ourselves from our emotional peace, stay in the logical, justify why we need to lose weight, get the right program, get all the willpower and motivation and fall off the wagon because we haven't really honored ourselves at that deeper emotional connection. And quite frankly, then it's just easier to keep yourself busy doing all the good things and the right things and taking care of everyone else but yourself. And so, man, yeah, we invite you to, to pause and really think about that emotional piece to why you want your resolution, whatever that is, why does it matter? And then why does that matter? And then why does that matter? And then why does that matter? Because mm-hmm. until you go after that emotional piece, you stay in the logical and you'll come up with all of your solutions and programs and plans and products and strategy and accountability and willpower and motivation. And at some point, like I said, your behavior is based on what you thought and feel. And if you aren't connecting your resolution to the feeling part of it, at some point you're going to fall short and you're going to be part of that 80 percentile. That's a failure. Yeah. So we invite you to not be that 80%. And we know that you have the ability to be that minority that it's going to be successful for you. Not perfect, but successful. And so before you go out and get excited about your New Year's resolutions, what our challenge for you is to take yourself through this why process. What do you want and why? Just like Jess said, what does it look like? What does it feel like? 
what are you doing when you achieve it? So before you head out into your resolution making just a couple days until the new year, we challenge you to take this deep dive. And instead of just having this wishful, hopeful resolution to really dig in with a deeper meaning for what the new year is going to look like, what's going to feel like for you. And that is what we want from you this year. And we're so excited to walk you through this. And we're going to dig into more of these reasons why resolutions fail over these next couple of weeks as we're gearing up for our motivation challenge that's coming just in the beginning of January. So we'll have the link in the show notes to get registered for that. If this is resonating with you and you're like, yeah, I'm tired of the hamster wheel. I'm tired of spinning. And with this hopeful start stop cycle, right. this is a great place for you to start. And we're just so excited to bring this to you for free. Yeah. So think about why your resolution matters. Why does it matter? Why is it important to you? And of course, guys, we know you're not failures. We know this is a story of your brain and it likes to draw upon evidence of other areas where you you may have fallen short or you've perceived that you've fallen short and you don't have to stay stuck by that. You don't have to be part of the 80%. So stick with us. We've got some great brain-based reasons uh, on how you can change your behavior and change your body and change your health for life. Yep. All right. So enjoy your New Year's and celebrate and enjoy all the things. And we'll see you back here next next week, next year yeah. to keep bringing you some amazing stuff to bring value to your health. Awesome. Happy right, New Year, guys. guys. See ya. Subscribe so that you never miss the next episode. Bye. Thank you for joining us today on another episode of Limitless Health. Our hearts are to provide you with realistic, relevant, and simplistic solutions for sustainable success in honoring your body and health, even when your schedule is packed and life feels crazy. Our desire is to shift your belief towards the possibility of your limitless health, whatever that looks like in any season. What really gets us excited is connecting in real life and learning how we can support your unique health journey. So head on over to our Facebook community, Hardwired for Health, where we will continue the conversation online. And of course, we would be so grateful if you tagged us on social media, wrote a review, or shared this with a friend. Here's to you discovering your limitless health.